there. You are very welcome back to another episode of the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Joe. I am a registered dietitian and the purpose of the podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I hope you're having a good week so far and I hope that you're enjoying the podcast episodes so far. I'm getting lots of messages off you guys saying that it is so nice to just have somebody else vocalize what you are experiencing because it's possible that you have never spoken to anybody about your issues with food and you have no intention to because after all, binge eating is a taboo subject. It is really difficult to talk about with anybody, even your nearest and dearest. So I am more than happy to be the spokesperson here to say out loud what we are all going through. And today's podcast episode is really tightly linked to that topic. I'm going to be offering some examples of disordered thoughts that if you struggle with binge eating, you have probably experienced. In many cases, there are thoughts that you may be quite ashamed or feel guilty about having. And you just could not imagine if somebody else got a a snapshot of what goes on in your head. You think they would just be absolutely appalled about what goes on in your head. So I've called the episode Disorder Thoughts That We've All Had. And, you know, I was trying to come up with the title of the podcast and this was the best fit that I could find. You might experience these thoughts and not see them as being a problem. And if that's the case, that's okay. I'm not here to tell you that those thoughts are a problem. I'm not saying that if you think these things, then there is something wrong with you. That is not the case. So please don't be too offended if I mention something that you think on a regular basis and you've never thought to be a problem before. I am not here to pathologize that. I am just raising some awareness on some common thoughts that people who struggle with binge eating have, but nobody is saying out loud. Before I get into it, my usual disclaimer, remember, please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. This podcast is just for education purposes only, and it's not a substitute for individualized professional support from your doctor, your nurse, or your dietitian. If you are finally ready to stop binge eating and live life where it is not dictated by food, imagine that. Imagine having a life where food is just food. And it doesn't dictate your every single thought. If you are ready for that, I can assure you within eight weeks, you will be in a different place after working with me. So there's a link in the show notes where you can find more information. And please don't hesitate because I do get full up quite quickly. All right, let's get into today's episode. Some common disorder thoughts that if you have experienced binge eating, you have likely experienced some of these thoughts too. The first thought is that I wish I could just be alone right now. I wish I didn't have to deal with these people so that I could just eat. This thought can happen in many different scenarios. I've had it when I've been in a busy office surrounded by colleagues and somebody has brought in some biscuits or some cakes and... You just want everybody else to leave so that you can eat as many of them as possible and not be judged, not be side-eyed or have any eyebrows raised when somebody asks 
are you going to take another one? You might also experience this at a party. You go to a party and there's a whole big spread of different foods and you find that you're kind of just lingering around the food, picking where you can. But really, you would just wish you could be alone because that would just make everything so much easier. You wouldn't have to put on the smile. You wouldn't have to make small talk with people. You could just be alone with the food so you could gorge and enjoy it and then go home. Or maybe you're a busy parent and you're spending all day looking after your kids and you're trying to keep them entertained, trying to keep them busy. But if you're being honest, if it was up to you, you would have the house to yourself so that you could just eat. You might try to sneak something when the kids are there, but they'll probably catch you or they'll ask, why are you eating so much? We just had dinner. Why are you eating again? It's okay if you really just wish that you had the house to yourself so that you could just sit on the couch and eat all of the kids' food and your food and just not even bat an eyelid. This sensation of wanting to be alone so that you can eat is something that is commonly experienced and it does make total sense because all eating disorders thrive on isolation. Eating disorders want you to be alone because that's when the behavior can really take place. It's not as common to binge in front of other people, so your eating disorder will always try and get you to be alone. And just to say, even if you don't identify as having an eating disorder, then you still might resonate with this thought. And I think that's because the culture that we live in expects us to eat in a certain way. So with the examples I gave, being at the office or being at a party or when you're taking care of your kids, it is okay to want to be alone so that you can eat in those situations, even if you don't have an eating disorder or you don't identify as having one. Because greater society and diet culture have instilled in us that we are supposed to eat in a particular way. And if we dare to have more than a normal or an expected portion of food at a, a party or at the office or when at home looking after your kids, that we are being greedy or that we deserve comments to be made about our appetites. So what I'm saying is it is okay to want to be alone in order to eat because it takes away all that external judgment. You don't have anybody else looking at you. Nobody else is watching over you. And you can just be by yourself and at peace with your food. The second disorder thought that if you struggle with binge eating, you've probably had is, I wish I could be struck down with a tummy bug so I could lose some weight easily. I know this doesn't sound okay. It doesn't sound okay to be wishing for yourself to get sick so that you will be turned off food for a while and you may lose weight as a result. But the thing is, when you are struggling with binge eating, it can feel like the only thing that is going to put you off food, only thing that is going to stop you from eating is if you were struck down by some sickness where you couldn't physically eat or eating made you sick. I remember some time ago, I was struck down with a tummy bug and I couldn't eat for about a week. And somebody said to me, oh, wow, you're so lucky. I wish that would happen to me because I would love to lose a few pounds. 
Again, let's approach this with some self-compassion. I understand that when you are struggling with binge eating, it seems like you are never going to stop eating. You are never going to be able to be free around food. You are never going to just be able to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and move on with your day. So it's okay if you have ever wished for sickness so that you could be put off your food for a little bit. But if you have ever tried to bring harm to yourself so that you wouldn't have to eat, then that might be problematic. And I would really encourage you to speak to somebody about that, either a loved one or a professional. The third disordered thought that often comes after a binge, after a big blowout where you have eaten so much food that you might even feel a bit physically sick, is that I am the most repulsive, disgusting individual and I don't deserve anything from life. This is a really sad thought. It's something that I've certainly experienced and something tells me that you have as well. You wonder how is it physically possible for anybody to eat that large volume of food? How could you have eaten so much that you were physically sick or that you couldn't sleep lying down that night and you had to sleep sitting up on a chair or propped up by pillows. Maybe you had plans that evening, you were going to go out for a meal with your loved one or go out with your friends and now you can't because you've blown it, you feel so ill and you think that you look much bigger than when you woke up that morning. If I am speaking to you right now, and this thought is something that you experience regularly, I want you to know it's okay. It's not just you. You are not the only person who experiences this, even though I know that you think that you are. You are still an amazing person. You have still accomplished so much in your life. The problem is not you. The problem is, is that you have an eating disorder or you have some negative relationship with food that needs to be worked on. It's not the be-all and end-all. It's not something that is going to haunt you forever. You just might need some support to get over this period. See your friends and family? Well, firstly, you don't know what they're going through. One of them could be experiencing the exact same thing that you are. But secondly, you deserve the very same as them. You don't deserve any less because you have an eating disorder. Would you say that your family member deserves less because they have a diagnosed illness? Would they deserve less if they had diabetes or have had a stroke or are struggling with depression? No, of course not. So why is it any different for you? If this helps you when you're having this thought, separate the behavior from you. You are an amazing, accomplished person, but what is happening to you is you're experiencing negative behaviors right now, behaviors that aren't serving you, and those behaviors are coming from an eating disorder. So I want you to separate the two. It's not you, it's your disorder. And finally, the last thought is you don't have any thoughts. I just wanted to point out that Even though I talk so much about binge eating and the act of binging and all these thoughts that go on in your head, sometimes there are no thoughts that go on in your head, particularly before a binge happens. 
I just want to say that it's okay if when coming up to a binge, you're not thinking about anything. You don't think about, oh, what could be causing this or what could I do to pull myself out of it in this moment? Sometimes there are no thoughts there. It's only maybe afterwards that you are reflecting on it, that you can see what has happened and that a binge actually has happened. So I just had to acknowledge that even though disordered thoughts are common, it's also okay if you don't experience any thoughts around your binge eating. I get that. And that's fine too. I commonly hear that you don't have any thoughts coming up to a binge, but you do feel this feeling. It's this itchiness, this anxiety, this apprehension that a binge is coming. So although there's no concrete thoughts there that you could associate with coming up to a binge, you do get this feeling. So I just wanted to acknowledge that by putting that here. It's okay if you don't experience any thoughts. Just to run through those again. So the first disorder thought that most people with binge eating will come up against is I wish I was alone so I could just eat right now. Wanting your co-workers or your family or your friends just to go so that you can be alone with the food and just do what you want to do. You don't want to be socializing with them. All you want is a private moment with the food. The second thought is I would love to get a tummy bug so that I could be put off food for a while. I understand that you feel so helpless against food, like you just can never resist food. It's always going to win. It has this power over you. So I understand if you wish that another sickness would come so that you wouldn't have to think about food for a while and that you might be put off food for a while and maybe even lose some weight. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Thirdly, I am the most repulsive, disgusting individual and I don't deserve anything. If that's you, stop. Remember, you have an eating disorder. It is not you. You are separate to your behavior. You are separate to your disorder. And lastly, there's no thoughts at all, particularly coming up to a binge. It's okay if you don't take time to think about what's happening or think about how you could put a stop to it, or think about what the repercussions are going to be. It's okay if you're not thinking. Remember, people who binge eat think about food all of the time, except when they are actually binging. So binging could be giving you a break from the thoughts, giving you some time just to zone out, relax, and not think about anything, let alone the binging. So what do you think of that? Can you think of any disorder thoughts that you have related to your binging? Did the ones that I mentioned, did those resonate with you? Remember what I said, it's okay if these don't strike a chord with you or you don't think they're particularly problematic. That's okay. I'm not here to diagnose you with anything or to pathologize. I just wanted to raise some awareness about these common disorder thoughts that many people who struggle with binge eating have. If you liked today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a rating and a review on iTunes. I love reading your reviews. They really do make me smile. So thank you in advance. And remember, come and say hi to me. Drop me an email. I'm joe at antidietanswers.com. And lastly, if you are ready to work with me to put your binge eating into the past and start your new binge-free life, 
then reach out for one-to-one coaching. The link is in the show notes. All right, I will see you in the next episode, but until then, please take care of yourself. 